Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 41 as the beers start cracking. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me after a week's vacation, Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm doing great. You sound like shit. Um, <laughs> I felt better, sir. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Like last week, we got back from Nashville. I just I had to power through. This week, you're feeling feeling under the weather a little bit, powering through. I mean, not all heroes wear capes. No, no. Some some wear headphones and talking to microphones. <laughs> That's right. The show must go on. So, uh, welcome back. So we haven't talked in almost two weeks, or exactly two weeks. I think it's exactly two <clears throat> weeks. Um, there's been a few odds and ends in the NFL because the NFL doesn't stop sleeping a couple minor developments yeah so we've had um Deshaun to the to the Browns uh Devonte Adams to the Raiders and Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins those were the three big developments in the last couple of weeks real quick if you had to pick one which one's most interesting to you and why Deshaun to Cleveland. Yeah. So many questions, right? Like a, what a, what a perfect marriage, right? Like a Browns organization that what they're on, like their 94th quarterback in 20 years. I don't know. There's been a few. There's the, let's just say that we need to flip the loose leaf sheet of paper because there are not enough lines on the one side. On either college ruled or <laughs> yes. or the other type. Yes. Forget the other or type. wide. Wide, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, neither, yes, have enough space on one side of the page. So I think just from like the Brown standpoint, they maybe I mean, not a prayer. He's a proven, do I dare say elite quarterback? He's top five quarterback. Mm, top five, really. I think you look at what he did in Houston, mm-hmm. and we're we're talking about Houston. I, oh, yeah, the Bill O'Brien Houston. Yes, you know, like you trade your best wide receiver for David Johnson Houston. Yeah, your best and debatably the best. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, um, and he was still putting up crazy numbers. I mean, he earned that contract in Houston. So I think if he plays all seventeen games this year, I mean, he can be a top five quarterback. He's got the talent. What will be interesting is he missed all of last year. Yep. You got all of this outside stuff floating around him. We'll see what he what he looks like. Top five is generous to give Deshaun Watson. Um, definitely top ten. Where where can I get you down to? Top eight? Eight. eight. <laughs> you can get me to eight. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Six. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'll do seven and okay. a half. Um, he's top seven and a half in the NFL. <laughs> Um, and the Browns, man, like that fit. So the Browns are searching for a quarterback. It, they thought it was going to be Baker. They did. And it's not Baker. And then so, the, so the, the timeline of this was hilarious. Cause it was like, okay, we talk, I mean, how often have we talked about, are they going to extend Baker? What's that extension going to look like yeah. to news comes out there in on Deshaun. Baker is pissed. He wants out. Tweets. 
and right. then and then it comes out oh browns are out and and now they're like fucked because they're out on deshaun out on baker because baker doesn't want to play there anymore mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the news breaks deshaun to the browns and man did they have to pay so that that i think you summed it up really well all of the concoctions that are going into this pot right and we're stirring this potion this magical potion that eventually gets deshaun to of all places cleveland which was never really a finalist team right like he was looking at new orleans i thought it was going to be the nfc south it was new orleans atlanta and carolina yep um yeah that's right carolina was in it too he's from atlanta yeah he was a ball boy for the falcons so shoe in we thought right like at least in my mind i was like dude is for sure going to atlanta um that's his hometown team like they traded matt ryan yep atlanta loves their mobile quarterbacks yeah they were the original with vic they're troubled mobile quarterbacks (laughs) for that um just a just a small little knife twist there for atlanta was vic in atlanta when the dog stuff happened or was he in philly oh that's a good question i think when it came out, he might not have been in, in Atlanta anymore, or he was at the tail end. But like when it all happened, I believe he was playing in Atlanta. Think about that for a second. Mike Vick could have a larger suspension for fighting dogs than Deshaun Watson could for allegedly, allegedly. 22 women. Yes. that <laughs> That's just so wild. In so many ways. Yes. Not that you know it's okay to be fighting dogs, but like... I, I, I one is so, a human life <clears throat> yes um dog lives matter too though dude all lives matter um <laughs> <laughs> well done um it, it's I, I talked about this when in some length so a couple thoughts on the deshaun contract five years 230 million fully guaranteed it is the first fully guaranteed contract over three years in length $230 million, fully guaranteed. There are clauses in his contract that says his guarantees cannot be voided for a suspension, and he will not lose any signing bonus money for his suspension. What? Yep. Not to mention, they dropped his base salary down to $1 million this next year. So if he misses games, let's say he misses six games, you take $1 million divided by 18 weeks, times that by six games, that's how much money he will miss. Seems very minimal. Compared so to, at the end of this, I'm guessing his suspension will be <coughs> probably six to ten games. I really don't think it'll be more than that. Oh, wow. So you're going with a Deshaun Watson impending suspension, and you're giving us the there timeline? Is, there is no way. Mm-hmm. I can't, like the. It's going to be bad enough if he only gets six games, but the – PR shitstorm that will come towards the NFL if he gets no games missed. Like I, I can't fathom that. It could the argument be made because we talked about this that he effectively sat out an entire season, not on official suspension, but he did miss an entire season where he was not injured and eligible to play. Could you make that argument? Sure, but remember he didn't want to be in Houston. So like, whose decision was it? Was it Houston's decision? Was it his decision? What if he comes out and says he wanted to play? It'd be pretty hard when he like was very clearly public saying, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, politicians so, politicians say crazy things too. Yeah. I mean, 
So at the end of this, if he misses, let's say he misses half the year, which is, you know, he gets a nine game, nine game suspension. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out $500,000. Contradict that or if he was still in Houston, that would have cost him $15 million. What is $500,000 in relation to $230 million? <laughs> Point zero 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 one percent of his salary. I think it's a little bit more than that, but it's yeah. definitely less than uh, one. I mean, one percent would be. You're two, the math guy. Two so. two point three million. Mm-hmm. So less than a percent, less yeah. than a half of a percent. Point two five percent, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Very. Wow. So what what we're saying, um, or what I'm hearing you say, very contract friendly for the Deshaun Watson camp. Not only did. Cleveland give up a ton of picks for Watson. They gave him a ton of money. They set up the contract to benefit him. I think they fully expect him to miss time this year. Mm-hmm. So not only does it benefit Watson, he's got a very small cap hit this year. It's like $10 million. Next year, that number jumps to, I don't know, I did it last week, like $50 plus million. Oh, woof. Because he gets a base salary of like $46 million next year, fully guaranteed. Um, so, you know, the Browns are kind of playing these games and the rest of the NFL has got to be super pissed because now the precedent's set for quarterbacks, fully guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to be thinking like, shit. Yep. I missed it. I missed it. Same with Stafford. Same with like Kirk Cousins has been doing it for years, mm-hmm. but his deals have been a little bit shorter. I mean, think about Burrow and Herbert coming up for extensions. Both of those guys should be going, I want five for 240, fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. What What do you think about the Patrick Mahomes contract in relation to the Deshaun Watson contract? Because Pat Mahomes, he had a beefy contract too. It was 10 like, years, $450 million. So 450 over 10. Over 10. And he is finally now going to start getting paid. So he was like, he didn't like get very like little cash the last two years. But this year, he's got a roster bonus of like $30 million. So whenever that date comes, he's gonna, he gets a check for 30 mil. Um, and I broke his contract down too, kind of comparing. I, I talked about it with Tyreek Hill and how that was going to affect the Chiefs cap. So his contract was very unique, very different. I can tell you a lot of agents, especially agents who work with quarterbacks, hate that contract. Think about it. So that's let's call it forty-five million dollars a year. I know it doesn't work out that way, but it's for simplicity, easy. Yeah. Think about it in like three years. Like Burrow and Herbert could each be making fifty plus a year, yeah. and now you got Mahomes. Like that's great value for Mahomes, for the Chiefs. I mean, so agents were pissed. Like, what are you doing signing a ten-year deal? Sign a four-year deal and then four years reset the market again. Yep. With TV deals that come up, new salary contracts. cap goes up. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of agents didn't like that because it was very team friendly. Mm-hmm. But I think Mahomes wants to win, and he's probably doing the Chiefs a salad. Plus, like you're Mahomes, you're locked. You don't have to think about it for ten years. Exactly. And like four hundred fifty million, how much more do you need? It's. I mean, you're you're almost at a half a half a bill. Half a billy. B. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. So the <clears throat> the last thing about the Deshaun Watson contract, and then we'll move on because we weren't planning on really going this in depth. Um, when I just saw this today from Andrew Brandt, when a contract is fully guaranteed, the team has to have all of those funds when that contract is executed. So like his $230 million, the Browns have to have that money set aside. 
hmm. because it's a fully guaranteed deal. So it's like almost putting it away in order to guarantee payment. Andrew Brandt's point of that is like there are teams like the Bengals, like the Chargers that don't have the same amount of ownership money that they want to be able to set that side of money. So like if Herbert says, hey, I want five for 250 fully guaranteed, the Chargers might not actually have that money sitting there. Oh, interesting. Like they could pay it over five years. Sure. But you need that money on day one when it's fully guaranteed. That's so interesting that you say that. Um, so like Andrew Brandt's point is like at the owner's meetings this year, there's going to be a lot of side eyes to the Browns owners. Like, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. some teams aren't going to be able to keep up with that. You uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, what are the Browns doing? That's that's why I think initially that was the question, right? It's like most intriguing story. I think for all of the reasons we just discussed and the tangent we just went on, we just proved why it's the most interesting story. Yeah, for sure. Well, and if you're the Browns, Baker clearly wasn't the answer. They don't, or at least they didn't feel that way. They don't have a great draft pick, plus it's a very weak class to begin with. What do you do? Quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson don't hit the market very often. Mm-mm. So they said, screw it. We're going all in. And where do they all in they went this year? middle of the road well now they won't pick at all because of the trade who's the who's the qb at ole miss matt Matt coral matt coral um they were gonna pick 13th and matt coral will be gone at 13 uh he might be there the three quarterbacks that'll probably go in the first round are malik willis kenny pickett and matt coral interesting yeah um there was a comparison to mobile quarterbacks coming out of the FBS. Deshaun Watson and Matt Coral were almost identical in their statistics coming out of college in terms of passing and rushing yards at the quarterback position. Hmm. So that's why I find this very intriguing. That's why I asked the Browns pick because maybe they don't like they want to win now. They don't want to have another lead up, right, of two, three years. Well, you're the Browns. Like you can't go through another rebuild. <laughs> no. Well, like, like you've been through you've been through rebuilds since you came back in the league in the mid eighties or you, whatever. You've been building the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> time to time to go. Um, so with this trade, there are now seven teams that have multiple first round picks this, in this year's draft. Wow. Yes. I would love to hear the other side of that. How many teams don't pick in the first? Uh, right? No. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, Houston doesn't. Wow. Um, oh, I lied. Houston's got number three overall. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. No, it's that. okay. San Francisco does not. Mm. I would imagine LA Rams. The Rams, the Rams don't pick till round five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chicago does not. Ooh, that's not good. For Denver does not. Mm. S- Seattle does now, but only because of that Denver trade. Um, Washington, Minnesota. What about Vegas? Miami does not. Uh, Vegas does not. Mm-hmm. Kansas City 
does twice. Wow. Because of the uh, hill trade. Such a disparity in these teams. Like even as you're looking at this, right? Like Chicago in a full rebuild. They need all the help they can get. Does not pick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then you have a team like the LA Rams who defending Super Bowl champions expected not to pick this year though, given everything that they like shifted and moved around. Did I say Cleveland? Cleveland doesn't. You did not. So it's Cleveland, Vegas, San Francisco, LA, Chicago, Miami, Miami, Indianapolis. Mm. Yeah. Teams that pick twice. Detroit has two picks. The Jets have two picks. Both need them. Giants have two picks. Need it. Um, the Packers now have two picks. Nice. Philly's got three. Oh. And Kansas City's got two. Oh, interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Kansas, yeah. City, Kansas City will pick back-to-back. Picks 29 and picks 30. Ooh. Fascinating stuff. Quick quick tangent. Because um, that just made me think of fantasy football. Hmm. When you're picking in fantasy football, do you like to have a pick like at the back of the draft? Because in a snake draft, right, then you get that double pick, yeah. right, the turn pick, where end of the first into the second, or do you prefer to have the top guy and pick in the front? I, I think I like them equally. Oh, so like middle draft. I hate like pick six. Oh, so you don't like middle draft? No, I, okay. I like either pick one or pick 12. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you had to choose which one. Pick 12 because there's a built-in excuse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like if you have pick one, there's so much pressure to get that pick right. And like they typically don't hit all the time. Like like let's just say you're not in a dynasty draft. Like like the safe bets are like Derrick Henry. Well, he got hurt. Yep. And now you don't pick again till pick thirty six or whatever. Saquon Barkley. Twenty four, excuse me. Whatever year a couple years ago that was. Yeah, right. Tw- Week two. Yeah. Week two. Christian McCaffrey. Another one. Perfect example. Like pick twelve, at least you're getting like two guys that close to the top 10 top guys yeah exactly i think i'd almost rather have pick 12 than pick one i'm i'm certainly in that boat because then you get two top dudes instead of like one elite dude that you're just terrified of yeah like please god don't get hurt yeah right just curious because um casey's picks i i know it doesn't translate as well in fantasy football but intriguing well and they don't snake it no so it's it's one to 32 and then one to 32 and then could be trade bait though depending on how that draft goes and who kansas city has their eyes on right like their guys go mate do you trade back for more picks packers perfect example they'll probably pick somebody at 22 and then i would not be surprised if they trade that 28 pick back and mm-hmm. then have three second round picks That's yep classic packers move um another thing you could do is you could package those picks to move up Mm-hmm. depending on how far you want to move up if there's a guy you really want oh man so That's, many different so many different options my mind is going to what those picks are going to be but we should save that for another yeah. podcast yeah, I we think. can we can do that we got a month through the draft so perfect segue yeah um alex you spent some time this past week um uh, traveling traveling the 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 great midwest oh yes how man, beautiful is it, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I'm sorry to all of my Illinois listeners, 
like driving. No, we're not. Dri- <laughs> no, we're not. By the way, no, we're not. Fuck Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, keep listening. Thank you guys for listening. I was driving to Missouri on Thursday. It's like gray. There's like seven trees in the entire state. Just farm flat. Like going through like western Illinois. Like I don't even was that highway 39 like all the way down to Springfield and then like cutting over to Missouri. Just flat. It's gloomy. It's cold. The road I'm I'm envisioning like maybe like two lanes on one side. Like, like a, a grass, ditch in the middle. Yep, grass ditch median, and yep. then like two lanes on the other. Couple fences, some, a couple cows, like literally six trees straight, and just yes, just. Oh, just, I mean, I drove to uh, Northern Iowa on Monday. Iowa's not much better, but at least like going through Western Wisconsin's beautiful. You get the bluffs and of course, and then fall, you, but then right? you cross the Mississippi, and like Iowa's not great either. But Illinois is just, I know why everybody who lives in Illinois comes up to Wisconsin on the weekends because it's just, it's just miserable in that Western part of the States. Oh man. And like the taxes that you pay for nothing, right? Like it's all, yeah, you're just supporting Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder you guys come up here in your suburbans Um, and uh, use Wisconsin as your playground. Yeah. We we get it now. But yeah, put a lot of miles on the old uh, bro runner. So you went, <clears throat> not just for fun, this was not just for leisure or recreation, um, there were some pro days. So Alex went to go visit uh, Northern Iowa yep. and the University of Missouri, because uh, a couple of your players, Bronte Wells at Northern Iowa's pro day, and Clint Sig was at University of Missouri. Yep, yep. So talk, uh, just tell us a little bit about that, like the overview of like what a pro day looks like. Um and then maybe just like walk us through the journey. So like expectations are like what, what happens from the moment you step foot into a pro day to the moment you leave, get in your car and go home, like fill us in on the details in between that. Yeah. So Northern Iowa was, was cool. So I, I went to four pro days this year. I was at, um, Northwestern's UW Whitewater and then Northern Iowa and then Missouri. Not your first rodeo is what we're hearing. Yeah. Um, first cycle first four but you know mm-hmm. uh these were number three and number four and i was actually supposed to be in south dakota tomorrow um but they moved their pro day up to friday to get a few more scouts in the door so i wasn't able to make elijah's pro day elijah reed uh, but northern iowa was one of the coolest just for the pure reason that they have trevor penning who's an offensive tackle who's probably going to go in the first round of the draft so he was there. Um, he wasn't running his 40 or anything like that because he'd, he'd done all that at the combine. But he was there to bench press, and he was there to do, like, individual drills. And <clears throat> so all 32 teams were there. So think about, like, this is Northern Iowa, FCS school, but all 32 teams were there. There were two general managers there. Um, there was some press there. So, like, that was kind of cool to, like, see. And he is, he is a mountain of a man. Oh, I believe it. Like, you hear, like, you watch these guys on TV and you see 6'7", 330, and you, your mind can't process that until you are, like, standing next to someone who is 6'7", 330 pounds, and not, I'm not talking fat either. 6'7", 330 on TV? Much different than 6'7", <laughs> 330 in person, right? And then repping out 29 reps at 225. And and just, just so we're clear, because obviously you guys can't see us, Alex is no slouch. 
So, Alex, how tall are you? 6'2", six 6'3", six on a good day. We'll um, say 6'3", um, what, like 200? Yeah, about 195. Like, not know. not a small human, right? No, um, felt real small. 6'7", 330. Yeah. What? Um, and so, um, so what happens at a pro day? You You show up. All of the athletes are, um, sorry, I just got an email from the Seahawks. That's pretty cool. Um, Ooh, you want to share? Secrets are no fun. No, I don't want to share. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Keeping secrets and shit. <laughs> um, so you show up to a pro day and um, it's the, the first part is all, these guys get a little poked and prodded, right? They're going to measure your arms, mm-hmm. measure your wingspan, you height, the tires. weight. Um, some teams, and we'll get into the differences. Some teams do body comp photos. So they literally have you take your shirt off, like strip down to your spandex. The famous Tom Brady picture. Exactly. So they do that at the combine. At pro days, every team's a little different. So when you're at a pro day, one team <laughs> is in charge of running that pro day. And they kind of split it up where one, one team, like one college team, or? no, one professional team. Oh, so like when, when I was at Missouri on Friday, that's the chiefs because Kansas city's right there in Missouri. Yep. And there in Iowa. I think the bears were running it, um, at whitewater, the Packers were running it, right. Cause they're in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like they split up all these colleges and then like one professional team is in charge of running that pro day. What if that state, like Northern Iowa, Iowa does not have an NFL team. So I think the Bears were running Iowa's. Mm. It was either the Bears or the Vikings. I'm 95% sure it was the Bears. One of them. Uh, I was talking to a Cowboy scout on Friday. He was running all the pro days in Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't have a pro team. Interesting. So it's it's by geography. Sure. Um, But they split it up. But they kind of, that team gets to dictate how it's run. So for example, like at Iowa, they did body comp photos. Whether that was the Bears or the Vikings, they clearly wanted photos. Um... In Missouri, they didn't do that, but they made the Chiefs, who ran that pro day, made certain position groups do the Wonderlick test. Interesting. Which the combine got rid of the Wonderlick. So yeah, for those that don't know what the Wonderlick is, do you want to fill them in, Alex? Yeah, you get twelve minutes to take a test, and they're like kind of, I'm gonna call them like goofy logic questions, mm-hmm. um, and you just try and get through as many of them as you can, and then by the end of it, they give you a score. I forget what the score is based on. It's like one to 40 or something, right? Yeah, and I think like the highest is uh, uh, Fitzmagic because he went yep. to Harvard. So I think yep. he has had the highest Wonderlick ever. And I won't get into the dumbest players ever, but there's been a few that have scored like three, which means they spelled their name right. Looking at you, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> he had a bad Wonderlick, right? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. So, you know, the NFL Combine got rid of it for a couple reasons. One it's not a great test of intelligence and two <laughs> agents were getting their hands on the test and giving it to their athletes. Here are the answers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> um, now there were some scouts that said like, Hey, first of all, if you're willing to practice, that's a positive sign. Mm-hmm. And two, if you can memorize the answers, that means you can memorize a playbook. Yep. So that's really all we care about. Can mm-hmm. you, are you smart enough to remember our playbook so that you can, you know, play in the, um, in the professional league. I don't really care either way, but it was just an interesting difference, right? That the chiefs wanted. So Clint had to do it cause he was in the tight end wide receiver group. And I believe they also made the defensive backs and linebackers take it. 
and historically this test has only been for quarterbacks, correct? No, it's for everybody. Oh, quarterbacks okay. get the most press because you expect your quarterback to be smart. Because you want, I mean, whether or not, again, I wonder what, like Ryan Fitzpatrick has the highest test ever. I would call him an average quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, the correlation isn't there. Yeah, I know Rodgers did really well on it. Um, and like He's you smart. Said, Jamarcus Russell didn't. But like, I don't want to call out any names. But like if you had an extremely athletic, really talented quarterback who scored crappy, would that really keep you from drafting him? It raises questions, maybe. right? Yeah, maybe. Yellow flags. We'll call them red, but we'd call them yellow flags. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. So every team can do it a little bit different. So after they get measured, they get their pictures taken, if they're going to do that, um, depending on how the pro day is set up, you either will run or you'll bench first. So at Iowa, Northern Iowa, they benched first, which, again, because Trevor Penning was there, was a zoo. So Northern Iowa's facilities are not that big. There's like 80 people You're just crammed sar- around. Sardines in a can. Crammed around one bench. And it was kind of fun because like all of his teammates are there. It's like classic just bro lifting. Like, yeah, come on, Trevor. <laughs> a bunch of dudes like hooting and hollering. And then they're like, they start going. And then you get the Chad crowned. One, two. And he's just cranking them out. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah, it was like giving me goosebumps thinking about it because that was kind of cool. The adrenaline. Yeah, just, when a, you're bunch of, down. just a bunch of dude sweat um, cranking out reps. Uh, um, did did Trevor have a song? Nope, no music. Oh, okay. Um, Got to keep your butt on the bench. And you got to lock your arms out every rep. Oh, okay. I never thought about the logistics of this. Yeah, so you oh. can't get your hips off the bench. Yep. For um, for the one individual listening at home, you know who you are. Keep um, your butt down. Butt down and uh, full 90 when you come down, yeah, buddy. No, no real reps. Yep. We need some real, yeah, some well, real man reps. <laughs> you've been exposed. He hasn't benched in years, so I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Nora and I, we, we benched. We went to the vertical jump. Uh, you get two jumps. Um, there's some logistics into that. You know, you can't kick your heels out. You can't hop. It's got to be straight up and down. Um, so they went went that, and then they did all the field work. So guys who had to run the 40, you get two 40s, and then you only get one, or you get two broad jumps, and then you only get one three-cone drill and one short shuttle. Oh, okay. And then your testing is, is pretty much done. Um, and then they do individual drills. And this is where the differences really vary because, um, you know, depending on which scout is running the individual drills, it could be completely different. So, like, if you watched Pro Day on TV, you could see defensive linemen, like, hitting bags or, you know, doing bag work where they're, like, you know, footwork drills Jumping and stuff. over it, yeah. Um, it's all different. Um, <clears throat> and then the wide receiver skill guys, they'll run through a route tree. Quarterbacks, if you got a quarterback, same thing. Show all the throws. Um and you know that's kind of the logistics of a pro day um as an agent you're there to network with scouts that you think are interested in your guy um but it's a very fine line you're trying i always was i tried to get out of the scouts way they're there to do a job you're planting seeds yes is what you're doing but like you're not doing that while they're watching a guy run the short shuttle. Yeah, no. They're there to do a job. They're there to get their numbers. They're there to run a drill. But, like, if there's some downtime, you know, go and introduce yourself. Say, hey, I rep him. If there's anything you need, like, let me know. 
perfect time, right? Like yeah. right after he runs it, you get a good time in. Like, hey, you know, this is my guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, planting seeds and like really you just re- you're reading the room from the agent side if I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah, you're networking. I mean, up to this point, like if, you're, if your player played in an all-star game, um, you might know which teams are already interested based on that. They may have interviewed him already. So it's just like, hey, like how you doing? There was one guy's. So Northern Iowa and Missouri are kind of in the same geographical area so a lot of the same scouts were at both places so hey i saw you on monday like how's it going how's travel going because scouts are everywhere like the life of a scout right now i don't want to say sucks because there's worse jobs but it's tough um like i was talking to um dimitri goodson do you remember that name he used to play corner for the packers Mm, no it doesn't um anyway he's now a packers area scout and like I was talking to him on Monday, he was at Northern Iowa. He had to go up to like South Dakota, North Dakota State, and then Missouri. I mean, he was somewhere all five days. And just think about the miles that guy's putting on a car. Woof. Um, he might have flown from like the Dakotas to Missouri because that was probably the longest gap. But dude, you're living in a hotel room. After every day, you have to go home, type up your notes. Brutal. Get them back to the home base because they're you know doing big boards and all that stuff. Yep. It's a it's a it's a hard life. So you know, talk to him about that. Like, hey, it's almost over. You guys got to be excited. You know, um, you're just building relationships is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really good. Um, and both guys this week had great days. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I posted everything up on Twitter. But Bronte, six <clears> two <throat> um, and three eighths high, two hundred fifty nine pounds. He's got a thirty four and five eighths. Oh, he's a defensive end. Um, 34 and 5 eighths arm with an 84 inch wingspan seven 84 feet, inches seven feet wings <laughs> he's a condor yeah bronte were you a bird in your <laughs> past life um but that's great for his position oh yeah length is great because oh, yeah. you get your hands on an offensive lineman they can't get their hands on yep. you um he had shoulder surgery in october he was still able to do 25 reps on the bench threw a couple inches in um, in that surgery <laughs> Maybe. Made made the arms, made the wings Inspector, a little. Inspector Gadget. The, the flippers just a little bit longer. Um, 33 inch vert. Ooh. And then yeah, he did 9 7 on the broad. So that's a 260 pound man jumping almost 10 feet. That, wow. Think so, about the horsepower there. Um, Good for you, Bronte. Yeah. And then I had his short shuttle numbers um, and his three cone numbers. They were both pretty good. Um, so he had a good day. And then Clint yesterday at Missouri. Um, yeah, great. He's six four, two forty two yesterday, seventy five inch wing. He ran a four seven seven. Tight end. Sorry, Mike's whispering to me. Tell you I was tight end. Uh his position. Yeah, he's a tight end. He ran a four seven seven. It's funny when you're doing this, like every guy thinks the scouts are slow. So like I had him timed at like four six two, four six eight. Official numbers four seven seven. But I was also like not on the line. You yeah. know, I'm like thirty yards behind. And my bias is probably a little quicker. Just a little <laughs> biased, yeah. Started a little slower, ended a little quicker. Um, but he, he got down to four six eight in training, so four seven seven was a little bit higher than we were hoping. But you know, for a guy who's two hundred forty pounds, two hundred fifty pounds, that's moving. He did twenty two on the bench, and then his three cone and his shuttle. So the three cone, they like picture an L of cones. They're like five yards apart. You go up and back, and then around. You like do a figure eight and then back through. He did that in 7.03 seconds. That would have been the second fastest time at the combine. Oh, wow. 
so in, in his position. Homeboy's quick. He's quick. Um, he can get up to 22 and a half miles per hour on the uh, air treadmill. Now, he's not like a DB who can necessarily sustain that speed, mm-hmm. but he can get up quick. To, to 22. Um, that's So that's the key, right? Yeah. Especially, I think, at a at a position like tight end. Yeah. You want to be able to get up to that speed very quickly because you're not running 20, 30, 40 yard routes very frequently, but like you're running like a, a maybe a 10 yard out. You want to be quick. You want to be quick. You want to beat that linebacker off the ball. Um, he had a 33 and a half inch vertical. So, you know, I put it in context cause he's six, four. Think about like a DB who's five eleven. you know, that's five inches. You'd have to have a 38 inch vertical just to get as high as him. Matchup nightmare is what yeah. we're hearing. And um, he shined in his individual drills. They had a Division two quarterback throw into him, and the throws weren't great, but I actually preferred that because it showed his hands. Mm-hmm. Like low balls for a big guy are hard to get. He went down and got him with ease. He's got almost 10-inch hands, so he's got you know big mitts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what they say about big hands. <laughs> um, so he, he had a really good day, and... Uh, we talked to five teams yesterday, um, so I expect both these guys to get some looks. And yeah, it was it was good. So you no, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, we don't always get like like you touched on it. We just get what we see on TV, right? So it's good to actually hear it like from a primary source, someone who was actually there and like going through this. You touched on like follow ups. So I know just for scouts, but like. What are follow-ups after pro days? So, like, you go home, and, like, it could be specific to you, but touch on follow-ups now that we're a month, right? Like, we're almost a, exactly, exactly a month. Exactly a month, yeah. April 28th is the first day of the draft. So, talk about some follow-ups after a pro day for a player, and then maybe if you if there's time, you could touch on what follow-ups look like for an agent. So the big thing for both the agent and their player, it's a little bit wait and see. Um, There's still pro days through, I think the last pro day this year is actually LSU. They picked a very late date to help, I think, Derek Stingley get healthy. Um, So there's on April 6th. After the pro day cycle kind of ends, you'll start to have teams do what they call, they can get up to 30 official visits. So every team can bring in up to 30 players to do like, oh, like meetings. A second, like a second look? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, we want to bring you in and we want to watch film with you. And we want to see how do you read keys. Walk us through this play. What were you looking at? Interesting. Uh, They'll the wine and dine them. Especially guys like maybe Clint or Bronte who I don't necessarily expect to go in the draft. Now maybe they sneak into like round seven. But teams will use these visits, yes, on guys that they want to get in the first round, but they'll also use it on undrafted guys because once the draft is over, every player who is not selected is a free agent. So they'll use it as a recruiting trip. So like, hey, uh, I'm making this up. You know, the Packers want to bring in Clint for a, you know a, an extra look. They'll take him out to dinner. They'll show him the facilities. Like, hey, we like what we see. Take our phone call when the draft's over that type of thing so really it's i mean they they see your skills they see your measurements right and like <clears throat> something must have popped out and they just want to see like what else do you bring mm-hmm. right like who are you as a person and like can you fit exactly interesting exactly you know again 
Are you intelligent enough to run our system? Um, how do you mesh with, you know, you're, you're a tight end. Do you think you'll mesh with our locker room? Do you mesh with our quarterback? All those types of things. So, you know, where I'm sitting today, I hope that my guys get those visits because that, that'll show you who's truly interested. Mm-hmm. Um, if you may have had a bad workout, now you're just kind of hoping for an invite to minicamp because every team will bring in a bunch of minicamp guys. So the first weekend after the draft, it's either the first or the second weekend, teams can have rookie minicamp. It'll be all their draft picks plus a bunch of guys that they either signed as undrafted free agents or, quite frankly, guys off the streets as like a tryout and you'll get three days with the team and either there you'll make it to the 90 man roster or you know unfortunately thanks but no thanks Mm -hmm. um so for the guys that don't get drafted that's what you're trying to do you're trying to get another opportunity whether it's an invite to camp or actually signing a free agent contract that's what you're hoping for um it's just trying to get as as far down the line as you can as you get closer to september so, you know, where I sit now, like live news, I got an email from the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So I'll respond to that and see what they need from me or what they want to see from the player. Sure. <clears throat> and then, um, you, so you're answering questions and then hopefully setting up a few visits and then seeing what happens on draft day. Excellent. Um, in terms of like what your players are doing, do you, do you want to touch on that? Are you allowed sure. to touch on that? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, they're all going back to training. Right, so your pro day. Figured, yeah. That's great. Now it goes from, so like for the last eight weeks, since the beginning of January till whenever their pro day was, these guys are training for specific drills. You're training the three-cone drill. You're training your 40. You're training the bench press. Unfortunately, none of that really carries over to football. So now, between now and the draft, you're training for football again. Mm-hmm. getting bulkier, getting stronger, you know, different planes of movement, all of that stuff that goes into training as a football player, you get back into. So those guys, I was talking to Clint after his party on Friday. He's actually excited. He's like, I just can't wait to get back to getting ready for football. Not, Not just heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. or running sprints essentially. Yep. So um, all of these guys now are getting ready for camp. So that's the big difference. Interesting. No, thank you for sharing that because I don't, I'll just speak personally. I don't, I don't think I would have made that translation. Um, but it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, these are the biggest interviews of your life. So you want to make sure you get your steps right on the three cone. You want to get your steps right on the shuttle. You know, you want to be able to bench as many times as possible. But now like I would be surprised if any of these guys bench again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need it. Like there's different ways to work those muscles, you know, pushing sleds and whatever else they do. Than laying, than fl- laying flat, flat on, on your, your back. back. Yeah, and pushing it up. <laughs> not, not really much football utility laying flat on your back, pressing no. up, huh? No, it'll be a lot more cleans and jerks and squats and deadlifts and all that stuff. Excellent. Um, I just have one question left, but anything else? It's un, it's unrelated to your players or like really to like anything specific to pro days, um, player agent-wise. Do you, anything else that you wanted to touch on, Alex? that we might've missed or didn't like highlight in terms of pro days or anything that you saw this past week? Um, I don't know if there's anything to add from the process. It's pretty straightforward. It is cool to see and get an inside look at all of these teams facilities like Missouri, even though they're a lower team, they haven't really been good since the chase Daniel days. Those facilities, you're in, you're in an sec school. Yep. 
So yeah, so with can, that comes so an SEC type budget, like, budget and yeah. like facility. Yeah. So like there's stadiums across the street and then like you go to check in, you walk into the main stadium and there's, it's, it's just top of the line. Like you know? a shrine yeah. is what I'm like expecting. A little bit. They have like every team's helmet on the wall. Like even Northwestern was beautiful. Dude, they have this indoor facility with glass on one side. So picture a full 100 yard field inside in a dome you can punt you can kick they have video boards and then one side all 120 yards of its glass and you're right on the lake god so you're just looking at the water you have full turf field i mean missouri's their field was a little shorter they had like two end zones and then it went to like the 35 was the quote unquote the 50 so it's not a full length field but like still like for practice you're just in a dome yep um that's been i think that was like the coolest thing and then if I'm being honest, and I told Clint this, I had to like pinch myself a couple times. Cause like, you'll be like standing there and you see like all the, t- all the scouts walk in and you just see every like uh, team logo yep. and you're just like, holy shit. Like I'm finally, you know, doing it. This, and this is real. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I'd like to say is the scouts at least the ones I talked to saved 15% or more on their car insurance <laughs> by switching to Geico. I don't know. Is Geico the, is Geico the official car insurer of the NFL? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, dude. What? I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, uh, what was, yeah. What was the one thing you wanted to touch on? I was just going to say uh, the scouts, especially after, uh, did you see David Ajobu? the defensive end from Michigan, he blew out his Achilles at his pro day. I saw that. And you saw like the video of him like laying by himself. Mm-hmm. Scouts got like hammered on Twitter cause like nobody was rushing up to him. But the scouts said that like you could drop a pin in that room. Nobody said anything. And they were actually trying to clear the way for medical personnel. Sure. Um, I bring that up because every scout I talked to this past week has been so friendly especially for a guy who is going through this process for the first time. They were answering questions. They were, they were giving me information. Cause like when your guy runs a 40, they don't tell you it's not like the combine where you see it on TV. Like he runs and sure you're timing it, but your clock doesn't matter. As we saw, like I had him at four, six, eight and he ran four, seven, seven, mm-hmm. but you'd be like, you know, you'd see somebody be like, Hey, what'd you get there? And they, they, they would share it. And you know, everybody was friendly and, uh, it was a, it was a really cool experience, and a couple times I had to like pinch myself. If yeah. I'm being honest, because it was like, okay, we're finally here. Now we're actually like working. You've seen these teams growing up, right? You've yeah. seen the same logos for decades. Yeah. And now you're in a room with some of the top guys that work at these like yeah. organizations. These guys are laying the groundwork for what's going to happen in a month. Like, yes, it's up to the general manager to pick somebody, but the general manager is going off of these guys' reports. Yep. Wow. Okay. No, thank you for sharing that. Um, just one question about like you touched on pro teams. So NFL pro teams will run certain pro days at college facilities based on like their location, right? Um, is there an advantage to do that? Just like hearing like Kansas City did a Wonderlick versus other teams have other things that they'll sprinkle in. Mm-hmm. Does that give you an advantage as a team to run that? That I'm just purely asking. Chiefs must think so. Or like whatever drills a position guy puts a guy through, they're looking for something specific. Right. So like the Chiefs, they only did it for linebackers, DBs, and wide receivers and tight ends. 
Mm-hmm. There must be something about their offense, their algorithm that they need. They 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 can't have a guy who's super athletic but can't read. Mm-hmm. For for example, and I'm yeah, you know, obviously I'm being very generic here, but yeah, I think you get my point. It's the extremes. Yes. Yeah. Um, co-star Riley oh, making a guest appearance. There we go. Let's bring her on the mic. <laughs> you okay, sweetie? She was sleeping earlier. I put her to sleep. So, um, anyway, um, so there must be something that the Chiefs are looking for specifically from those position groups. Must be something in their concept where they need or or want guys who like if they're going to give a guy a shot in camp, they need to know that he's got this baseline of intelligence. Or, or you know, certain teams will do the body count. Like, yeah, you're six five and two twenty seven, but are you flabby mm-hmm. or are you chiseled? Sure. Again, that team must value one over the other 100 percent. so maybe a slight advantage. it's tailored to their sure now again anything that they collect they have to share with all 32 teams but there must be something that those teams wanted to see with those variances compared to you know other teams don't care interesting yeah um no that's that's all i had just yeah i guess taylor tailoring a certain workout or tailoring certain tests that players take Mm -hmm. um yeah must help you a little bit in the long run but how much how much is it really right every scouting department's got their metrics that they're looking for and others couldn't care less 100 percent no everybody's everybody's room's a little different trying to think of other questions those that that was just the biggest one is like you know do teams jump all over it and they're like, yep, I want this pro day in Iowa because there is not a pro team in Iowa, so we'll run it. And like, let's administer the Wonderlick or let's do a body comp. Yeah. Um, or or is it more like, I want to stay away from that because it's added work and these yeah. results will be shared anyway. Yeah, maybe. Um, and the geography of it's always interesting too. I was talking to a Broncos scout and like each team can do their own local pro day. So like the Packers can have a pro day. And for example, like kids who go to St. Norbert's can attend that because they're in Green Bay. Um, and you can also pick up to three FBS schools to include. Oh. So like I'm, I'm going off of, I'm guessing here, but like Madison's the only Division One school mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. So it could be, okay, we want UW, we want Minnesota, and we want Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with so like the Broncos. They take the University of Wyoming. And then you have Colorado, Colorado State. Sure. So like it, you can kind of see it spread. Like think about like Kansas, Kentucky. You know, all those states don't have It'd be pro intru- teams, so you can you can see how the borders start to get a little blurry. Oh man, the South must be so interesting. Like, think about the Tennessees, Jacksonville's, Miami's, Tampa's of the world. Mm-hmm. Even Texas, like all the Dallas teams or the Jesus, all the Texas, Texas teams. teams. Yeah, Dallas, Houston. You got your pick of the litter. You do, but like, it's also interesting because like those local pro days again, they're not bringing in Trevor Penning for a local pro day. Mm-hmm. He's a first round guy. You're bringing in guys who you're probably going to try and sign after the draft or invite to camp. Third, fourth guy up. Yep. In like in Alabama program, probably a starter. In other conferences, yeah. So, I'm just saying it's it's interesting yeah. how it no. all works out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and like, and if you pick like Wyoming, like think about that. Like, 
sure they've had Josh Allen come out, but like otherwise Wyoming's not like a huge program. Yeah. Name another guy that came out of Wyoming, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got a couple guys who I think might get picked up at some point this year. Um, reached out to a handful of them, but yeah, and it's not like it's not like your blue blood programs either. So mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. It's a fascinating process and what goes into it and yeah we're not done yet so like local pro days will start happening in april where teams can have their own local workout um so yeah before we move on do you want to touch on any other pro days that you have coming up or like so i'm done okay all my pro days are done um like i said teams will have their local workouts i don't know if based on geography if any of my guys are eligible for those workouts um but now it's just making sure guys guys are getting in training fine. make sure they're still working still eating right and then hopefully setting up their workouts like or getting them interviews with teams getting scouts additional information they're looking for mm-hmm. all that stuff excellent one yeah one month left dude one month left wow yeah and then uh, I, was t- I was talking to my dad and um i'm like hey what are you guys doing on the 30th and they're like why i'm like well katie's got a baby shower so she's gonna be up in minneapolis i'm like i need to work like that that last day of the draft either i'm gonna have a couple guys getting picked or at the very least signing contracts the minute that draft is over because it happens fast oh as soon as that that last pick is in teams are on the phone trying to get the guys they want who's available like oh our guy that we liked didn't get drafted and we can get him on a discount exactly i was talking i was talking to uh, this guy i know he was a kicker he played for Northwestern. He ended up not getting drafted. And he said, he's like, yeah, my agent told me to get multiple phones, have secondary numbers. And he's like, I got called. The Falcons wanted to invite me to camp. I said, that sounds great. I was with their like travel department. My secondary phone picked up. The Jaguars were willing to offer me a contract. So my agent said, if that happens, you hang up on the first team. You talk to the second team. So he just hung up on the Falcons and then signed with the Jaguars, and off he went. Wow. Yeah. Talk about fast. You weren't it, kidding. No. So, like, all my guys, it's like you got to have one phone number and two, and the scary part is you kind of got to coach them through it because there might not be enough time for them to call me and ask what to do. Sure. Because, um, like, I've also heard stories where guys have, like, said, like, hold on, and that team's already calling the next guy. Of course. Like They, they have a list. Well, and, like, yeah, you have to know – a sure thing is better than like, hey, why don't you come in and we'll look at you some more, right? Yeah, like, oh, you got an invite to camp. Mm-hmm. 100%. Interesting. No, Alex, thank you for sharing. Um, always a unique lens whenever like you get like an elite or like an exclusive opportunity to look at elite talent and like in person yep. versus just on a TV. Yeah. Um perfect segue right like i think i i think we got one more topic left today two we got two more topics oh yeah we do um one is best best available players remaining in the nfl and we came up with three and i don't even know if best available is the right word but three big names that are still out there yeah yeah that's a good i think the best available is probably tyron matthew still out there still available Mm -hmm. and then you got two quarterbacks baker and jimmy g where do you want to start all three have like really high ceilings, but like potentially could have low floors wherever they land too. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Yeah, let's do it. Who would you rather have? Oh, wow. 
Jimmy G or Baker. Neither. Throw them out. <laughs> um, that is, is that why they're still out there? Right. You had a hot take on Jimmy G, though. Yeah. Oh, before this podcast, right? Yeah, before we came on the air. So before we started recording this, like right before it, um, yeah, I have a very, very hot opinion on, on Jimmy G. He hasn't signed with a new team. He's still in San Francisco today. Uh, he is going to be the week one starter in San Francisco in the 2022-2023 NFL season. And I think you are absolutely insane. I'm bananas. I know. <laughs> um, he's got too much of a cap hit. It's like 28 mil this year. They can get that down. Like if the 49ers cut him or trade him, that number, he's got like $1 million in dead cap. Okay. Oh, wow. So like there is just get huge out. cap savings to move on. So a huge incentive for, for the 49ers that, yeah, to move on. And you traded all those picks for Lance. There is, I think, a... 0.1% chance that you're right. So when does, because wasn't there a cutoff like March 15th or something? Wasn't there a cutoff for certain like payments or like you, your player owes this amount of money on this team? Um, so the new league year started on March 16th. March 16th, so okay. So starting March 16th, every team had to be below the new salary cap. And that's all that needed to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, like, if you wanted to franchise tag a player, that happened a week earlier. So that deadline came and went. Um, but now it's kind of just free reign. And I got gotcha. you. So, like, right now the 49ers are below the salary cap, but that includes Jimmy Garoppolo's salary cap number of $28 million this year. Oh, wow. So if they move on from Jimmy. Just clears up all that space. Interesting. Um, And the thing to remember, too, is like you might be thinking, well, you know, the 49ers don't need that money because, you know, all the big name free agents are gone. But if they're $25 million below the cap this year, that money rolls over into next year. So so there is a benefit to doing that. Um, I just, for what they spent on Lance, it was fine last year. Let him sit. He played in a couple games. They have to move on from Garoppolo. I think they're just waiting for an offer that they're happy with. But if we get to like June 1st and he still hasn't been traded, he's going to get cut. Oh, interesting. So you're, so you're saying there's no way that he's even on the roster. I would be shocked. Could, could could you justify paying a guy $28 million to be your backup quarterback? Not unless organizationally you know that you made a mistake with Trey Lance. And you haven't seen enough with Lance. It, it, I mean, it's the Jordan Love treatment, right? Yeah, but the Packers have had Jordan Love for going on three years. So when you, you know, when you compare Love to Lance, like Love's been in camp for three years. And I think Packers are like, whoopsies. Um, Whereas Lance has only played in a couple of games and, you know, sat for one year. I, you have to let these guys play eventually. That's why I thought the Packers were going to move on from Rodgers. Because, like, you have to know what you're getting from Love before you extend him. 100%. Packers obviously proved me wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe the 49ers are going whoopsies. Um, I think I it's still think too it's early. Too soon. I think they need to let him play. Mm-hmm. And you can't just carry a $28 million backup. No. It's 10% of your, no. over 10% of your salary cap. Wow. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, but yeah, no, that's my hot take on Jimmy. Uh, I guess landing spots, 
if he does have to go somewhere or like make moves like Indy's still looking for a guy right or no they just brought in they Matt, got Ryan. Matt Ryan yeah so the teams that are still out there that could use a quarterback so the the teams that I think could use a quarterback would be Carolina yep they're still out there Seattle oh yeah um well what Drew Locke isn't that guy <laughs> maybe maybe they're willing to give uh I always want to call him Seneca Wallace, but it's Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Pittsburgh signed Trubisky. Nailed that prediction. Houston sold on uh, Davis Mills. That's David Mills. Is, that's, Davis. Davis Mills. Davis Mills? Good old southern name. Makes me even, makes me like him even less. Atlanta. Okay, yep. New Orleans brought back Jameis. Oh, I feel like a Jimmy G landing spot in NOLA would have been great. Um, that would have been a good fit for Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have had a lot of expectation. Interesting. Okay. Um, Those are the three big ones. So where do you think he ends up? Because clearly you think he's not staying in San Francisco. And he won't be in Seattle. Okay. You don't trade a starting quarterback to your division rival. No. I would guess, oh, Atlanta brought in Mariota. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Carolina. Yep. And I think Baker Mayfield ends up in Seattle. Oh, okay. That would be an interesting fit. So let's transition to Baker. Yep. Um, Still, like, he's not coming back to Cleveland, right? Like, he had that tweet seemed like he was done and now with Deshaun Watson there um but but he's teamless caught he doesn't have any teams still doesn't have a team the good news is his salary for this year is fully guaranteed because of his fifth because of his fifth year option he doesn't like no matter what that money is owed to him interesting okay um yeah Baker man because there there are a lot of question marks with Baker too right like all of these guys well, Baker and Jimmy, um, we won't group Tyron Matthew in with that. Um, he gets question marks for other reasons. Uh, Baker, I think, he has a lot of questions about whether he can lead a team, whether he can build rapport with wide receivers, and like that fallout with OBJ in Cleveland. And Landry. And Jarvis Landry, right? And they're friends. So like maybe yeah. they have each other's College backs. teammates. Did, did you see, <laughs> speaking of Jarvis Landry, did you see that he wanted out of Cleveland because they weren't going to pay him $20 million a year? Oh, I didn't see this. That was his number that he was asking for? Like, and he just fired his agent. Oh, okay. He Is he boys with AB? Is he boys with Antonio Brown? I don't know, but whoever's in his ear telling him he should get $20 million a year. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like the fact that you're going to get 14 this year, that's really good. He's skilled. He's he's a good wide receiver. A good number two receiver. Yeah, he's not a number one. You can't Un- be getting a number one money. Undersized. Right. But 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 you gotta right like in, in negotiations, I think you gotta shoot for the moon and hope hope you get somewhere in between. There's a difference between like starting high and coming down versus like like I I'm guessing like Cleveland wasn't even willing to have a conversation. No, yeah, like he's not even in the same galaxy. 
So interesting. Yeah. There, there were reports that Landry, like the Packers wanted to kick the tires on him. I would go draft your number one guy, bring in Landry. You got Landry Cobb, Lazard, respectable room. Mm, Yeah. Respectable. Questionably respectable. He's probably the best wide receiver that's still available. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outside of a trade. Yes. Yeah. I know. You know who the Packers should trade for? Say it. DK Metcalf. Yup. Say it. Yup. Dude, give one of those second round picks you got from Vegas, maybe like a second and a third. For DK, you still have two first and a second. And I think I remember you saying this on a previous podcast. It's a contract year for DK. Yeah, so you're going to have to pony up next year, but... But it's a lease, right? And and the cap goes up next year. Boom. Got more money to play with. Um, Would love to see... Because Pac- the Packers love their big body receivers. You go get like a DK and then like a Chris Olave in the draft, you would have like every Packer fan cream their pants over that uh chris olave or who's the guy that tours acl in the national championship Jameson game? williams would love to see a Jamison williams pick um maybe late right in the first with that 28th pick that Dude, we have everybody that well i shouldn't say everybody because he's still going in the first round in a lot of mock drafts but like john mechie from alabama he tours acl earlier in the year that guy they thought he might break the record at the combine the 4-2-2 record oh for wow 40. Like, he had a chance to break it. I think it was Mechie. It could be a Jameson. Either way, Alabama's got some stud wide receivers. That that could be intriguing for a pick. Um, but, yes, agreed. I think even Tyler Lockett from Seattle. Wouldn't yeah, you he, love to see Lockett? I mean, then we have Cobb, Lockett. Got a, lot of, got a lot of the same guys. Undersized guys. Like a big 220-pound running back or wide receiver that can run a 4-3. That's, I mean, that's what the the Packers love, their big body guys. Absolutely. So DK would be a great fit, yes. So, so yeah, Baker, Baker, we're thinking possibly Seattle. I think he ends up in Seattle. I got Jimmy G to Carolina. And then, who's the last one? Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. I'm going to predict something just because it's such a them move. Tyron Matthew to the Bears. Oh, okay. Just because, like, they're clearly not in it, but they would do something stupid like get a high-priced safety when you have so many other team needs. That's, like, just a so Bears move. Yeah, that's so accurate. Like, I'm not – and it has nothing to do with Tyron Matthew. It's just, like, if you're the Bears, you should not be spending $14 million a year on a safety. Why is he still available? Great question. He can still play. He was a pro bowler last year. That's – yeah. So, like – He is getting older, so maybe his price tag's too high. Okay. Could I be. don't know. I don't know. That's I'm, I mean, I, I think that's the elephant in the room, right? Is like you are an elite safety who can like yeah. run with the best wide receivers, right? Like free agency has been open for two weeks and you're still available. Um, I feel like there's just something that we're not seeing. Maybe. Maybe but, it'll come out like in a week. He was hanging out with Calvin Ridley in the sports lounge. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. That was a joke. Um, so yeah, it, just intriguing in in terms of landing spots for Tyron Matthew. Chicago is a good one. Um, I saw a Twitter poll. I can't remember who did it, but they're like, "Where do you think he'll end up?" It was like the Bears, the Ravens have signed like every big name this year. It's like the Bears, the Ravens, Packers were on that list. Were they? Yeah. It. I mean, they just paid Russell Douglas. There's no way that we bring. Well, in and Tyron you got Matthew. Savage and 
Amos back there. Yeah. Yeah. We have a pretty good secondary. I don't know that. Plus you bring in a guy for like 14, 15 mil a year that would pretty much erase whatever cap space they've built. I think they've got like 18 in space or something like that. It would be intriguing to see them in green and gold. I will say that. Hmm. If the contract's right. I, yes. If the contract's right, um, I just don't see him honey badger in Green Bay. I just don't see it. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah. Something tells me Green Bay's culture is not what he's looking for. Most no. most guys aren't looking for small town, cold, hard-nosed. Not yes. a huge African-American population. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A bunch of white farmers. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, it starts getting cold in September. It's cold till June. Yep. Yep. Uh, most guys aren't looking for that. Um, so yeah, no, interesting. We'll, we'll see where these guys end up. Um, but those, those were the three that we thought were the best remaining players in free agency. All right. Um, real quick, saw this article up on PFF. I'm going to run through odds to win each division. I'll just run through every division and then we maybe have a few comments. So NFC West, competitive division. Rams are plus 160. 49ers are plus 180. Arizona's plus 3,000 or plus 300. Oh, wow. I was like, give me Arizona. Seattle's plus 1,000. No quarterback. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. NFC North, Green Bay's the odds on favorite, minus 175. No surprise there. NFC South, Tampa's the odds on favorite. No, no surprise. surprise. Minus 280. Dallas is the favorite, minus 115. Ooh. Philly's at plus 350. I'm going to be honest. Give me Philly for plus 350. Really? Give me Dallas at minus 115. Oh. They are a lock to win the NFC least. You know what is funny? Because I always go... I, I keep saying Dallas is going to be in the Super Bowl, and everybody laughs at me. But for the value, if I was a betting man, Philly, Philly at plus 350. Philly, the value. They got three first-round picks. Hurts is good enough. That defense is legit. I think for the value, I'd go plus 350. Um, okay, AFC West, this division. Kansas City, still the favorite, plus 160. LA and Denver both plus 250, Vegas plus 650. Oh, that th- this is the fun. That's this the fun is the fun div- yeah. The other fun division before you comment, AFC North. Cleveland, the new leader in the clubhouse with Deshaun Watson. Plus 175, Cincy plus 200, Baltimore plus 225. That is a short little window and then slim margin. Pittsburgh's plus 850. AFC South, Indy is plus 110, Tennessee's plus 130. AFC East, Buffalo's the odds-on favorite, minus 190. I think the two divisions to talk about are, in the AFC, it's the West and the North. Oh, yeah. Wait, NFC or AFC? AFC. AFC. The NFC doesn't really excite me too much. No. But the AFC... Lots. Lots to talk about in those two divisions. So let's start with the West. Kansas City, even after the Tyreek Hill trade, still the favorite. Do you agree with that? Mm. Uh, we had a previous bet here, and I'm looking at our, I'm looking at our notepad or our, our note card there. 
stick. Uh, who did I have? Denver coming out. Hold on. Let me check. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, <laughs> these two divisions that we're talking about, Alex, they're, I mean, and even for those at home, they're both. Nobody is a minus odds favorite. Um, and nobody's a runaway. So you had Kansas City, Denver, L.A., Vegas. Wow. I had L.A., Kansas City, Vegas, Denver. Well, your pick, your your pick, sounding great right now. I do. So I talked about this when I talked about the Tyreek Hill trade. The Raiders did two things when they traded for Devonte Adams. They set the market on wide receivers, which outpriced. Kansas City, and they got Hill out of their division. Mm-hmm. Genius. Yes. I think Kansas City got worse, and they signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sorry, that's not Tyreek Hill. No. Like, yeah, he's fast, but... And they're talking about him like he's, like, an elite wide receiver. He's good. He's not Tyreek Hill. Remind me to tell you a story about his agent when we're done with this. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Kansas City is the favorite anymore. I think Tyreek Hill is that big of an impact on that specific scheme. So you're 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 sticking with LA. I feel better about my LA pick. Do I get to change mine? Sure. Denver is going to win that division. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. If. If I could change, because I have Kansas City at the top of my list, whereas you have the Chargers. Yeah, I still I had Denver last. Yeah, I know. I think they're going to win that division, man. Rusty is, as we speak, somewhere throwing a ball through a very small, like, netted hole with accuracy. What a division! Someone's not happy. Yeah, that so. These two divisions, I think, hands down, are the best two divisions in the NFL. The AFC West, with the amount of quarterbacks that they have, and then let's not forget the NFC or the AFC North. Yeah. So that one, whoops, just lost it. So you know the AFC West, the gap between is one sixty to two fifty. Ninety betting points. <sighs> AFC North is one seventy five to two twenty five. Oh my. They have three teams within 50 betting points of each other. Do you think Cleveland's a team to beat with Deshaun Watson? If he plays all games. games. Okay, so we have Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. We have Lamar in Baltimore. He's back, re-signed. We have... I see Joe. Uh, Joe, Joe Shiesty. Yeah, Joe Burr um, in Cincinnati coming off of... A uh, Super Bowl appearance, and then um, you got. Don't forget Mitch. Yeah, I I certainly will not, um, and you will not let me forget him. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, now they're plus eight fifty. They're not really in it, but no. But is a Deshaun Watson Cleveland team better than the former Cincinnati or former you know Super Bowl runner ups? I just oh man, Cleveland does this every year, don't they? They look phenomenal on paper yeah and then and then they start to play and the wheels fall off um on paper yes cleveland is the best team um i really like what cincinnati did to their offensive line they brought in a lot of help which is 
very clearly their weakest spot. Um, historically, teams who have lost Super Bowl do not do well the following year. Mm-hmm. I assume that Deshaun Watson's going to have to sit out at least six games. I think Cincinnati's still a team to beat, and I am not high on Baltimore. Oh, okay. How come? They lost their last six games last year. Um, Lamar was hurt for a couple of those, right? Still doesn't have his extension. Mm-hmm. That could carry over into this offseason. Mm-hmm. Some of the drama, you mean? I think Cincinnati that? wins this division again, and I don't think it's close. Oh, okay. You want to? Should we? Should we jot that one down? Sure. Since he wins this division, not close. Yeah. Uh, if I get to say, um, if Deshaun Watson plays all the games, Cleveland wins. Um, if he doesn't and he misses time, that opens a door. Um, it's it's Cincy, man. I know all the like historical statistics don't favor like Super Bowl losing teams. They don't. Um, man, that connection. That like Burrow Chase connection mixed with the fact, like you said, they brought in some offensive line help that assumingly means Joe Mixon is going to be able to run the ball more more efficiently. Joe Burrow is going to stay vertical. Um, It'll be a test of that defense, right? Like all teams offensively got a (laughs) lot better in the AFC North. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think Cincinnati, you got Burrow, a better offensive line. Think about what a better offensive line will do for Joe Mixon, who also had a good year last year, Mm -hmm. despite the offensive line. Jamar Chase. I mean, they got some weapons. I mean, Cleveland's very similar, though. They've always had a good offensive line. Now you got Deshaun, you got Amari Cooper, you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It could be closer than I'm giving it credit for, but my bold prediction is that Cincinnati runs away with that division. I think I'm with you there. Um, since he's going to win, I don't think it's going to be a runaway. I think, you know, yeah, no, since he wins. Uh, second, close second, Baltimore. I guess it'll depend on how much Deshaun gets to play. And I think, yes. So this is, for those at home, this is under the assumption that Deshaun Watson pl- like doesn't play. Because it seems like there's probably going to be some impending suspension that's coming for Deshaun Watson. This is assuming there is. If there is not, can we both, can all of us agree Cleveland's probably the team? See, I don't think so. Really? I still, even, I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. I, I do think that obviously tightens it up. Mm-hmm. And Amari Cooper in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, the AFC West, or the AFC North. And Nick Chubb. Could rival the AFC West. And Kareem Hunt. If Deshaun Watson can play in 17 games. And Miles Garrett. I still like Cincinnati better. I know where you're going with this. I ran out of Cleveland players to name off. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. No, those – so I think those two divisions are going to be divisions to watch. Um, and we touched on this in an earlier podcast. Has there ever been three teams that have come out of a division in the NFL to go to the playoffs? NFC West. The NFC West had three teams. This last year. Okay. That it, was the no, first time? This is the first year they had seven teams in the playoffs. Okay. Because they added that extra wild card. So it would have been impossible to do it before last year. But last year, Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals all made the playoffs. Interesting. 
this is, I mean, it kind of changes the dynamic, right? If you're a GM and you're kind of thinking about making some moves and you see, you just got to get in. That's, that's it. And then it's one game at a time. Yeah. Um, I think we might start seeing a trend here in the NFL where it's, it's here. Teams are looking at what the Rams did and look at, there were seven first round picks this year that were traded Mm -hmm. most ever. Teams are going all in. They're going for veteran players versus draft picks. Whether that works out, I don't know if that's a sustainable strategy. Like, think about if the Rams would not have won last year. Oh, yeah. And now you don't have a draft pick till the fifth round. You look like an asshole. Yeah. Yep. It's a thin margin. Think about the Rams. Or not the Rams. The Browns now. If you don't win, you just gave up a haul of draft picks and the Brinks truck to Deshaun Watson. Yep. Um so if that doesn't work, yeah. you want to hear another hot take here? Yeah, would love one. John Harbaugh on the hot seat at the end of this year. Oh, okay. The way they finished last year, um, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he's done. I could hear that. Or yeah, I could see that hundred percent. All right. Any any others? Any other of these divisions jump out of you? No, um, no, at least nothing surprising. I think I think the two we touched on are the AFC. No, yeah, AFC North, AFC West, two most competitive divisions to watch going into the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three year. Yep, agreed. It's gonna be fun. The AFC is a gauntlet this year. All the talent, every free agent, every major trade went from an NFC team to an AFC team. Yeah. Yeah. Or stayed within the division or the conference, I should say. Lots to watch and a lot of moving pieces still, right? Like a lot of these can change based on where players go. Maybe other teams sign sign someone, right? Like Yeah. Crazy. You was, were, you um, were going to touch on something about Marquez Valdez Scantling's agent. Oh, we'll do that off the podcast. Oh. I don't want that on the internet. Oh, it's 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 that type of news, huh? No, not really. It was just kind of a funny story. I love it. Okay. And I also am only like ninety percent sure it was his agent. Oh, it I might love be. It. it might be somebody like I might be hearing a story third hand. So oh, I, I really don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, be, I don't want to be spreading rumors sure. out on no, the no, internet because no. once it's on the internet, it's forever. Yeah, forever. Yes. But um, no, that's yeah. fair. No, I don't have anything else. I think I think we touched on like your pro day. We touched on best remaining players. Um, and we touched on some divisions. I think we had a good, good, good lo- yeah. One of our shortest, one twenty-two. Ooh, okay. Not bad for us. We like to gab. This is the first time under one thirty. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What can we fill for eight minutes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. The baby's getting hungry, and my other kid just woke up from his nap. So, daddy duty calls. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you hope you all enjoyed it. A little behind the scenes peek at pro days and what else is going on around the league. Um. Mike will be back next weekend. Maybe we'll start getting into some draft breakdowns. Meat yes, Stick sir. has been chomping at the bit to do some draft talks. So I'll probably have him on one of these Wednesdays. Champing. Yeah. Guy's just champing. Um, and then I have a uh, former NFL coach coming on the podcast on Wednesday, do a little interview on what it's like from the coaching side. So, um, Where we get Mike McCarthy? <laughs> no, he's still, he's still a current coach. Yeah. Your Super Bowl winning Dallas Cowboys coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Mac. So, uh, yeah. So tune in, uh, 
wait a Thursday minute. episode. We'll have a special guest, and then uh, yeah, we'll probably start getting in the draft pretty soon. Wait a minute, are you not going to tell us the former head coach? Nope, he's not a former head coach. He's oh. just a former coach in the NFL. In the NFL. Oh, so listeners, you will have to tune in have to on tune Wednesday in on Thursday to yeah. find out who this surprise guest host. Interviewing him on Wednesday, so it'll be up on Thursday. Excellent. Be sure to turn in, tune in on Thursday. Yep. Thanks all for listening. Follow us on the socials: Twitter, Instagram, Substack. Even post stuff on LinkedIn now. I'm everywhere, twenty four seven, baby. I'm 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 global, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so follow me uh, if you want more content like this. You can see all my guys' numbers. A couple of their workouts are up on uh, Instagram, so you can check them out. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Later. Later. Later.